Welcome to the Chris Hanna Show. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Chris Hanna Show. I'm going to talk about something that I'm quite passionate about, but I haven't really publicly talked too much about, to be honest. And it's actually poker. See, for the last almost 20 years, I've been playing poker a lot online, some in person. I'm more of a tournament player than I am a cash game player, but it is one of my hobbies that I absolutely love to do. Whenever I get the opportunity to play in a game, whether it is in person or it is virtually online, I am in my element. I have had some success playing poker, and I've obviously, like any poker player, had some losses along the way. But in 2022 so far, I've definitely had greater success with poker than at any other point throughout my, I guess my call it my poker career. I've been able to be really successful, win a lot more tournaments, and have some significant, in I would say, almost life-changing results that have happened as a result. But what I've really come to learn about poker throughout my career is that the skills that you can learn in poker, the lessons that you can learn in poker apply to business as well. And so that's what today's episode of the Chris Hanna Show is going to be all about. It's going to be with the lessons that are learned while playing poker. You see, I'm going to start off first with the important thing that's incredibly essential for people to realize when it comes to poker and in business is that you have to learn the basics. So it was about 2004, I think, is when I first learned poker. And that's when the, the heyday of poker really started to take off. And you started to see a lot more tournaments about the World Series of Poker or the World Poker Tour being featured online everywhere. So many people were showing poker, whether it's in bars and restaurants or it was on TV. It was everywhere. And so I learned how to play poker while I was in university. And so Tim and Jeff, the guys that I lived with, they came up one night and they said, hey, you want to play a game of poker with us? And I said, I don't know how to play. And they said, don't worry, it's an easy game. You'll get it. And I'm like, I don't know if it's really going to be for me. It just looks like kind of like this boring card game. But as soon as I sat down and I learned the basics, it took off for me. You see, as a business owner, an entrepreneur, it is incredibly important that we learn the basics as well. We need to understand the rules that go into what we do and how we operate our business and how we operate our lives. The same with poker. I had to understand the basics of poker in terms of first, what are the hands that you should play? What is the order and the rank all the way down from the royal flush all the way down to just having a high card? Because there are lots of different options that are going to tell you whether you win or not. I had to learn what are the different strategies of how you should bet and in which situations should you bet. If you're short stacked, if you are near the button, terms that you'll eventually learn more of as you start to get into poker. I had to determine how do I play in a cash game, in a home game, in a tournament. So it comes down to all ultimately learning the basics. And at one point throughout my career, I started to realize that you have to learn, you have to practice, you have to train, understand the fundamentals in order to really be good at anything. And I picked up that lesson from poker. The thing I also learned by playing lots of poker over the last almost 20 years is that emotion, poker, business, they don't mix well together. You have to separate your emotions when you are playing poker. 
Because if you get too heated, you start to go on tilt, you start to get frustrated and angry after maybe losing some hands or having a bad beat, it's going to ultimately derail you and you're going to make more mistakes. The same happens in our lives and in our businesses where we get frustrated, we get angry, we start to make the wrong choices and decisions and it starts to snowball and lead us down a path that we don't want to be on. I've played so many tournaments throughout my life. I don't know what the whole hand count would be for myself, but it's high in terms of the amount of tournaments and stuff that I've played. But every time that I've started to be less logical, to be become more emotional, the worst my decisions have been and the worst my results ultimately have been as well. And the same applies to life. Now in poker, we all know that you have to read people and situations. You got to look for patterns. There's a bit of being judgmental that's important. I find that I use that skill in the business world as well, reading situations, because you're operating ultimately with incomplete information when you're playing the game of poker. And the same thing happens in life and business, where you have to assume based on patterns based on what people say what people present in terms of their body language what's ultimately going to be happening and what could be the scenarios that ultimately play out because you're calculating a lot of odds and the same thing i think is just applied when it comes to our lives as well we have to always be evaluating what's going on being observant with what's going on reading people reading situations this is why actually when I am working, I absolutely love having video calls because I, I do work remotely where I can actually read someone's body language as I'm talking with them, seeing do they actually get what I'm saying? How do they feel about it versus being on a phone call? I absolutely hate phone calls because I can't read the situation as well. Now, when you play online poker, you're reading betting patterns. How quick does somebody actually you know, make a bet or fold? How much do they do? Is there some routine or some patterns there? And the same thing happens again within our lives and within our business as well. It's watching for those patterns. Poker, the thing I think I love about it is that it is almost like this, I'd almost call like a mind sport in the sense that it requires so much of your, your mind to calculate, to think through what you're going to do. Think about the moves that you're going to make. What are the bets that you're going to make? More importantly, what are some of the bluffs that you're going to have to make at certain times as you start to represent certain hands that maybe don't hit for yourself? It's all this strategy. And the same thing has to happen in our businesses where we have to think about what are the strategy? What are the moves that I need to make? How do I want to represent this? Whether this project, whether this new proposal, this new idea I want to try and run forth in our business, we ultimately have to think ahead and the same thing happens with poker. Poker is... I would call it almost like being process oriented. Like, well, ultimately there's a results oriented piece to it, right? Because you want to win the tournament as an example. You have to be process oriented. You can make tons of mistakes throughout and that comes from not obviously having the fundamentals or maybe practicing as much, but you can still lose by playing a perfect game as well. But it's like, it's being process oriented and focusing on making the right decisions and the best decisions and putting yourself in the right spot, putting your hand in with the best possible scenario, the best odds to succeed. It might not work out, but it's ultimately it's 
making good decisions along the way that ultimately matters. But the more that you can focus on the processes and getting your fundamentals right, the more chances you can put yourself in for success because there is luck. As much as I hate to say it, there is luck. Like I've said often, and I know other poker players say this too, if it wasn't for luck, they feel like they'd win all the time. When you're in the zone and you're feeling really strong about your game, yeah, you feel like you can beat anyone, but you have to get lucky on some all-in situations that pop up. But the best way to put yourself in a position to be lucky is to make sure you have the fundamentals done in place. I talked earlier about kind of reading people and situations, but I'm going to come back to it because I think it's so important to note is that you have to read your competitors at the poker table. I love the movie Rounders. Every single time that I have ever flown to Las Vegas, I actually put that movie on and I watch it. Part of it's because of just the nostalgia, the feel that takes me back to when I first learned poker. But it also is just, there's this great line that is, is talked about in the movie where Matt Damon's character basically says, if you sit down at a table and you can't tell within the first hour who the sucker is, you're the sucker. That always has stuck with me. And I watched that movie to remind myself before I sit down at a poker tournament that I need to sit there and read my competitors. So in that first hour of a poker tournament, I am sitting there and I am watching how people interact. What are some of the bets that they kind of make? Are they loosey-goosey? Are they super tight? Are they super aggressive? Right? And the same thing has to happen in our business. We need to read our competitors, know their strengths, know their weaknesses to ultimately figure out how can we counter them. It's that almost, I almost classify it as due diligence to understand your competition that you need to do to become one step ahead of them. And the same thing happens at poker. To be one step ahead of the people at the table, you need to be watching them. You need to be reading them and what did they do. Another lesson that I've learned is that you have to factor in every single scenario possible when it comes to poker and in business, because it's unpredictable. You're going to have to look at what are the possible things that might happen if you place certain bets. Are you going to be in a situation where you're going to be forced to go all in? If you do too big of a bet, and maybe you're trying to represent a hand that you know that somebody might potentially have, what hand do they have? So you've got to ultimately be able to plan ahead and factor in these various scenarios. Anyone who plays poker knows that the best starting hand you can have, and I'm a no-limit hold'em poker player, but the best starting hand that you can have are aces, right? Two aces, bullets, you know, dealt to you straight up is the best that you could possibly get. But just because you're dealt aces doesn't mean that's going to be the best hand when the flop comes down, especially if you hit the turn in the river as well. You have to be comfortable with sometimes folding your aces. Because then it might not be the best hand overall. And I think that's a great lesson for us to remember. In, that in life and in business, whether we're an entrepreneur, a business owner, or a leader of a team, sometimes you're going to have to fold what you think is a great idea, a great project, something that actually maybe you're clinging to because you have some personal interest. But I've seen so many people absolutely just blow tournament success by being focused on they have pocket aces and that they think that is the hand that they should go all in with and they'll they'll ride that all the way to the end when clearly they're beat by maybe two pair, a set, a straight, a flush, full houses, whatever it is, they sometimes get fixated on that one thing 
that they think that they're so good, but after a while, circumstances change, situations change, and what you thought was really good isn't good anymore, and it's time to let it go. Also critical for anybody, both in poker and in business, to understand and realize is how much you just need to manage your bankroll. Right? It's going to cost a lot of money to potentially, say, join the World Series of Poker, where you've got almost, what, six, seven weeks of poker that happens in Las Vegas every single year. To attend every single tournament is not feasible, but if you want to attend multiple tournaments and have rebuys and everything associated with it, you need cash, and it costs money to attend these. You have to pay to play and ultimately have a chance at winning the big prizes. So you have to manage your budget well. The same thing goes with our businesses. We need to manage our cash flow. We need to make sure that we're making the right decisions to make the right investments and the right people, process tools, technologies to ultimately make sure that our business thrives and that we're in a position so we can go after the big prize and the big win. But it comes down to managing your bankroll. There are times though when you're playing poker where you might be on a bit of a losing streak. Maybe you've lost a few hands in a row. You got in with maybe the best hand. Let's give you an example of uh, your dealt pocket kings. You got two kings and somebody maybe has ace king that they play against you and they catch an ace on the flop, the turn of the river, and you lose. Well, yes, that sucks that you had a great hand to start with and someone caught their hand. But just because you lost one doesn't mean you should go chasing more losses and chasing straights or cards that are low odds for you to ultimately hit. Same thing in our businesses. We have to make sure we're making the right call so that we're not putting ourselves or our business in a tough spot, putting our reputation in a tough spot, chasing things that we should not be chasing. Hoping versus actually being strategic with the decisions that we ultimately need to make. It's so critical and it's so important that we focus on things the right way. Kenny Rogers has got the song, The Gambler, and it's, well, for any poker player, you know it off by heart. I've listened to that song, I don't know, thousands, hundreds, countless times. I don't know how many times I have the song memorized, but everyone knows the famous line, you've got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. If you're a poker player, you need to understand that line more than anybody else. There are times that you're going to have to throw away a hand because it's not the right hand. In our businesses, we need to know when to give up. Whether, say, we're negotiating on something, deciding to give up, to give in. Fighting all the way through for lost causes isn't worth it. Sometimes it's better to lose a hand to ultimately win the game. It comes down to the leverage that you ultimately have and knowing what is the time to push and when's the time to pull back. But it is critical and it is important. On my wedding ring, I have inscribed the words all in. As you can tell, I'm a poker player. We got married in Las Vegas, but we believe in the all in mentality. Whatever you do in life and in business, in poker, you have to go all in. All in for those people who don't really follow poker means you're taking all your chips and you are pushing them into the middle. You are staking your claim that you're going to try and win this hand. Now, sometimes you do a big bluff to try and push somebody out of a pot. But ultimately, for you to win a tournament, you're going to have to win an all-in situation. In our lives, that's where we have to focus as well. Are we going all-in on our relationships? Are we going all-in 
with our family? Are we going all in in our business? When we truly believe that we've got a winning hand and that we could actually get the results that we want, are we going all in? Now, when you lose an all-in bet in life and business, it can be devastating. But you can recover. That is the important thing to know as well. The goal is to have more correct all-in moments than not. That's how you survive in a tournament. That's how you ultimately win. It comes down to obviously analyzing your decisions and making sure they're done in the right way to eliminate any of those risks. Now, one thing that a lot of people will probably tell you in addition to this is that you sometimes need to grind your way through a tournament too. Now, when I say grind your way through a tournament, it might be, you know, folding a lot of hands, maybe trying to, you know, just chip away at some small pots. There are multiple ways you can kind of look at, you know, grinding, right? But grinders, they sit patiently hour after hour. They're waiting for the perfect opportunity. They might not play a lot of hands in the course of a tournament, maybe initially, because they're looking for those spots where they can pounce. They might play a little bit tighter. And I advocate that you should be not so loosey-goosey that you can quickly, you know, run out of steam and, and lose, you know, a lot of your, your money or your chance at winning a tournament. But you might have to grind your way through it. Get through some tough parts where you maybe are card dead. The same happens in our business. It's grinding our way through it. Grinding through the tough times. Challenging times to get to the other side, to push forward, to move forward. When I play poker, I've I've gone through different styles, uh, I think, as I've played. I've, I've gone through a lot of training. I've paid for, for mentorship and training to play poker because I've, again, I, I've, I've done a lot of it. And I've, I've had a lot of success, especially in this last year of playing poker. But I've come to realize that you also have to know when to change up your play. Because as much as you're watching poker players at the table and doing what they're doing and they fall into their habits and their rhythms, you also are being watched. So you have to be able to realize that you have to switch up your play throughout a tournament so people don't look at you as predictable. That the every move that you do, that they know what you're doing. The same happens in our business. We cannot be predictable because our competition is always watching. We have to make sure that we are adjusting our approach because one... Markets change. We've seen this. There are major changes that have happened over the last couple of years with COVID and inflation and great resignations. And now what do we call now the great resets that are happening? We have to pivot. We have to change up what we're doing ultimately to have the success that we need to do. So we need to change up our play in our businesses. That's critical. That's important. Every poker player knows the term tilt. Players go on tilt when things don't go their way in a particular hand. They play looser. They start making more mistakes. I talked about emotions earlier, but tilt is, is something more specific I want to get into. Because it leads to more and more losses. You need to recognize when you're on tilt. And not increase those losses at the same time. Many companies and startups obviously need to be bold. They need to be innovative. They need to be quick to act. But some do so without thinking about the consequences. Maybe they hire more people than they should. Maybe they start making strategic changes or pivots with the team and that causes some chaos as well. You have to ultimately manage the risk and got to determine, are you on tilt? Are you making decisions that are irrational, that are not the right ones that are going to set you up for success? The secret to ultimately being successful in poker and in business is to know how to manage risk and capitalize on opportunity. 
That is so important and that is so critical. Another lesson that I think I've learned that really applies, I think, both to business and in life at the poker table is the importance of table selection. Look, before you sit down in a poker tournament, you've got to analyze what stakes are best for you and the type of competitors that you're going to be playing against. The same thing happens in business, right? We need to figure out what's the right lane that we should be in. What's the right niche, market, kind of competitors are around. How strong are those competitors? How big is the opportunity that's available? I went to Vegas a number of months back and I decided I was going to play in a number of different tournaments. So the first tournament I sat in, it wasn't that expensive of a tournament, but you know, it cost me a couple hundred bucks to enter into the tournament. And I ended up winning that tournament. And I sat and I won that tournament because I was able to see, okay, look, a lot of the people here are more tourists, they're more casual, they probably don't have a good sense in knowing what they're doing. So there's an opportunity for me to kind of clean up. Partway through that tournament, though, there were some late registration people that kind of came through. And they were pros. They knew exactly what they were doing. I didn't know they were pros until after I won the tournament, though, which was very helpful for me. But three of these guys sat down. You could tell they were guys who would just go to tournaments all over the place. And this is at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. But I'm playing the tournament. I'm playing pretty tight, but I'm, I'm, I'm playing aggressive when I'm in the tournament. And I thought, I have a good chance of winning this. But I start coming down to some of these, me and these, some of these other pros. And had I known they were pros, I probably would have changed my approach. And maybe been a little bit more timid, honestly. Because they were aggressive. And I would play back when I had the right hand. I'd make the right bluffs. And when I won, it was great because somebody comes over to me and says, you know, you just beat. And I said, I don't know. I have no idea. And he pulls up website and says, this guy just won a World Series of Poker bracelet last year and you just beat him. Now, that was a great feeling. But had I known that beforehand, I may have been a little bit more timid. So while table selection is important, sometimes you don't need to know everything. So on that same trip, I was playing in more tournaments. I ended up playing eight tournaments the week that I was there. And I made some final tables, but I didn't cash anymore other than that first tournament that I won. And then you might be saying like, well, that's disappointing. But like I gained a ton of experience. I played at all different types of limits and levels. Some low limit stuff, some higher limit stuff, some bigger tournaments with, you know, 50 to 100 people. Some were like, you know, 10, 20 people. But I got a chance to see how important it is that you select the right table. When I would get some of these final tables and get close to cashing on some, I would start to feel really confident. But sometimes I'd feel overconfident and then make decisions that I shouldn't make. And so it's a critical and important thing that you have to choose the right level for where you're at. When you're ready to level up, to move up in our businesses, in our lives, our careers, you got to do so with the right knowledge to be successful. Talking about tables, though, it's also important to note, while you don't get a choice of where to sit at a poker table, especially in like in tournaments, table position is critical. How close you are to the button to the dealer, essentially, is going to be important of what kind of bets you're going to make. If you are, if you're in the small blind or you're in the big blind, well, you might be playing differently than you're playing later on. If people start to fold to you, you can be more aggressive in certain spots. And the same thing happens in our lives and in our careers. Where we are emotionally, 
maybe physically even, mentally, can make a world of difference. Our position matters, and that can determine how successful we're going to be. Proximity to the button can make a world of difference in poker, but it makes a world of difference ultimately in our businesses as well. Proximity to the right people. So surrounding yourself with the right people, the right knowledge, the right tools, the right insight is so critical and it's so important. So I hope I've shared some of the lessons that I have learned. Then you've picked up some knowledge on how some of these can apply to your own world. I recently had somebody talk to me about this podcast and how there's an opportunity to kind of share more of the poker side of me and some of the tips, the tricks, the stories that I've had. I've had some amazing stories as I've kind of gone through my little side hustle, I guess I'll call it, of of playing poker. Um, So I will be sharing more in the episodes to come with regards to it as well and how it connects to business and how I've used some of these skills. Because again, I use these skills every single day. It is the one topic that I am probably more passionate about than almost anything. Maybe a second closest to this would be like hockey. Uh, But, you know, I can live and breathe and play poker all as much as I possibly can. But I, I think that it is so critical and it's so important as a skill that I have leaned on and I have learned from in almost past 20 years that I apply to everything that I do, both in life and in business. So... With that said, that's this week's episode of The Chris Hanna Show. I hope you've got some value from it. And always, think about what you're doing. Be intentional. And when the moment's right, go all in. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Chris Hanna Show. As always, the latest episodes are available to listen and subscribe to on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow The Chris Hanna Show on LinkedIn, Instagram, or Twitter. For more resources and solutions, including blog posts, toolkits, ebooks, speaking sessions, and more, visit chrishanna.ca today. We look forward to connecting again with you soon for another episode of The Chris Hanna Show.